right, guys. Episode three. Here we go. Bigger, better, stronger, faster. faster. <laughs> that was perfect. Good job, guys. Um, okay, so we've decided we are now going to start, hopefully, all of our episodes with a little obsession of the week to kind of get us into it. And so this week, just kind of sharing things that we've been really obsessed with or recently found, like a new show or a new book or a new recipe or I can't think of what other options. I think that's good. Okay. So I know Yuki and Sydney have one queued up. We would like to put down on the table for our first obsession, the Netflix original series. Original. The one and only Night Stalker. Spooky. What is this about? So the Night Stalker is a true crime documentary or a docu-series that covers a serial killer as well as a serial rapist, serial criminal um, in Los Angeles as well as the Bay Area. He he did Mm. come to San Francisco. A little too close to home there. It did leave me very scared. It's just like the way it was filmed. I don't know why. They're not always like that scary, but this one was like genuinely i was so terrified yeah it felt really real too and like i think they had the music really like it paired really well with it yeah and when you look at it too like the like clips are like of just like normal things it's like a cat jumping but Mm -hmm. it's like so scary i know exactly which clip you're talking about when the cat jumps yeah and it's like a gunshot or something yeah it's so scary yeah Samar? I don't watch these crime documentaries, minus the Aaron Hernandez one that Sydney... So great. So me. good. But, um, yeah, so I've gotten to hear Yuki and Sid just uh, rant about this guy in our group texts, and um, I'm glad I didn't watch it, because you guys are scared out of your minds. You have to watch <laughs> it. You have it's to watch so it. It's so good. It's just, like, the way they catch him, too. Like, there's so many clues. It's really satisfying. It wasn't like they stumbled upon him. Like, they yeah. worked to find him. Yeah. I mean... Isn't that how it usually ends up being with these No, but without, like, the forensics and, like, all of that. Because it was, like, in the 80s. Right, right. You have to watch it. I've never seen you scared of anything. Bro, they literally found out what shoe he was wearing. Like, it was crazy. They knew what shoe he was wearing based on off his footprint and everything. Man. Yeah. It's like, I feel like the Zodiac Killer, too, was in San Francisco, no? Yeah. That was a Bay Area one. Golden State Killer. I think that's something different. But California. Well. A lot of killers. mm -hmm. Honestly. If you guys want a good crime, it's a it's a docu series, right? It's yeah. not fiction. Okay, well, watch that then. Yeah. Also, <laughs> wasn't like East Palo Alto like the murder capital mm-hmm. of like the world, the, the country. country? Yeah, the world. I don't know. No, That's, East Palo Alto was yeah. The world was too big. Scary. Not anymore though. No, now, no, but it was. Yeah. Now it has IKEA. Yeah. I love it. And IKEA. a new Target. You can I just went to IKEA new, yesterday. Yes, that Target. That mm-hmm. Target is new, and it's like kind of small though. Yuki, do you want to announce what is back from Ikea for those Ikea fans? For those Ikea fans out there, the Click and Collect is (laughs) available again at the East Palo Alto Ikea. In case you're wondering what Click and Collect is, it's curbside pickup, but it has a fun name. This really sounds like a sponsorship. Click and Collect. It's not sponsored, but we do love Ikea. I just think it's so nice to be able to just like fill your cart and not have to go through Ikea and like oh, get but lost. that's part of the fun. Bro, it is, but during a pandemic, like I, I'm scared. I sim- That's fair. The one reason I dislike Ikea is that it makes you go through the whole yeah. store no, no, for no, no, one no. thing. You can, you can cut through. There's different like... Bro, I haven't figured out shortcuts yet. The rooms. Well, just look, just look at the door. It says on top where you're going. Oh, yeah. And it's just overwhelming. You know, it's like one of those. It's just big. And oh. I just, my thing is like if you're somewhere and you're like, 
I forgot to do something or like you forget about a different room and you have to go back yeah and, and that's the strategy because then you see other stuff and it's just genius it is really smart I mean it makes sense I bought more than I needed to even online what did you buy bro I bought this table oh. I bought some home essentials um try to think I bought a cake pan some good stuff Ooh, that a is a cute pan. table though bro thank you Dude, it's the glassum if you oh <laughs> <laughs> you should put a plant on it bro it, it, what's cool about it is that the it's tray shaky. comes off no oh, it's <laughs> shaky i built it this morning with uh, not even a screwdriver so let's see if it holds up oh wow was, yeah, one of those allen wrenches it was yeah the hook thing yeah love it we'll post the link on our stories yeah that that's a big one the alex drawers everyone has the alex drawers you don't know those like it just is like the cart the, the wiry no, no. metal ones no, no no it's literally just drawers like a lot i guess a lot of people use it for like makeup and stuff oh, like all clear the ones all the like influencers just have like mm. it's just a bunch of drawers mm. and it's cheap well i just thought it was hilarious that it was called click and collect <laughs> and not curbside pickup you click and you collect it it makes sense it makes sense it's good alliteration it is so yuki was just like Guys, Ikea click and collect is no longer... <laughs> okay, over the summer, sorry to keep talking about it, Ikea, but over the summer, like, their click and collect was, like, they only had, like, 10 slots a day and stuff like that. It and was you, intense. Like, I was on a Reddit forum trying to figure it out. Like, I subscribed to some computer program. Ricky made a program that let me know exactly when it was open. Like, oh I got it. Wow. That's... Yeah. They should give you something. I think you need to go to Sweden. Ikea headquarters. Is it where it's headquartered? I would assume. I would assume so. So maybe they'll give you like a free tour or something, a little. Maybe they can email, tell me the strategy of how to. their uh, PR people, okay. like, as you like to do. <laughs> as I like to do. <laughs> What's your obsession of the week, Samara? Okay, my obsession of the week, it's not a show. Yuki gave me this book, and I'm not a big um, romance reader per se, but uh, this one really got me, man. It really did. What's it called? It's called Love in Other Words, if you're uh, <laughs> into romance. I guess it's not Yuki said it's not a typical romance well there's which, some typical romances where it's like you know like a Regency romance or like the cowboy and, yeah you know what I mean no, like yeah. it's like a good story it's a great story it's just really well written and I just oh my gosh I feel like I read it so fast I was like texting you mm-hmm. dying about <laughs> the book and I feel like when I get like obsessed with a book I it reminded me of like when I finished it you know how like when you finish a series like harry potter mm-hmm. or when you finished the hunger games and you put the book down and you're just kind of like you stare at the ceiling and you're like you're reflecting you're like what just like <laughs> it's done like what like what just happened all these characters it's like that weird like not even emptiness but you're just like when you finish a really good book so that upset i was obsessed this week i'll admit it it was just a really good book and I, it takes place in the bay area it does take place in the bay area and that was just a coincidence most of the christina lauren who who it's actually a duo it's two, author yeah. yeah most of their books take place in either la or um NorCal. i i did you read their like uh afterward in the book uh maybe i read it a year ago yeah. i don't remember it was based on like she grew up in NorCal, mm. and she would go to um like wine country what's it called uh healdsburg yes for yeah. um like weekends mm-hmm. and they like a cabin and stuff so yeah. it was like based off that but anyway please hit me up with some more books because i got you it's nice to be obsessed with a book for a while and sid's currently reading educated Woo-hoo! if you are listening to this and you have not read educated what are you doing yeah. 
it, even if you're not a reader, like I know so many of my coworkers yeah, and people. I'm like, not a reader, but I'm trying. Yeah, it's a good story. Like yeah. it's just like a great story. It's phenomenal. Yeah, I cannot recommend it more. And it's it's a memoir, so if maybe you're not into fiction, me. Well, actually, I don't know yet because I haven't really but tried. You've, you've mostly read memoirs, right? Yeah, ever since I like started reading again since like school, it's only been memoirs. So maybe I'll dip Branch my out. toe into the fiction <laughs> what's, pond. What's been your favorite memoir? Ooh, No My Name was really mm-hmm. good. That was really good. I need to read that. You do. It's so good. I, I liked all of them. I've only read like three, but I liked Michelle Obama's one, and then I'm going to read Obama's one. Oh, nice. Bro, do you need to borrow it? Do you have it? Uh, I bought it from them. oh right <laughs> we can't talk about Let's this not talk this about the price. hurts my soul Obama, they priced it so i mean he did me dirty no okay <laughs> okay that was <laughs> um just get it at costco if you're gonna get it because i got it from a smaller bookstore mm-hmm. and they support, support indie bookstores if no, you have yes, the funds too but yes. maybe not with this book it's just i they charged me double and that's all i can <laughs> uh, think about when it's i look book. at that book but it's okay it's worth it it's worth it for obama life tip buy everything from costco that is a good life tip i'm serious yuki no costco membership for me but you're missing out bro you can do costco on instacart without having a membership really yeah we ordered paper towels here and we got like six months worth of paper towels oh that's cool i don't know how much like if you can get everything but you can get meat and other stuff we did it okay you you don't have instacart a a lot yeah i use because i haven't been to the grocery store i use instacart for everything actually is wow. it like a lot of delivery fee or it's like um just like well we bought the like instacart membership or whatever so it's ten dollars a month but it's so worth it Ooh, i mean if because yeah. it cuts out no delivery fees you just pay ten dollars yeah, a month for delivery stuff you just have to tip the the driver oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. but oh this makes me want to go to costco <laughs> i love costco who doesn't it's just the best place there's always new things <sighs> pizza great pizza their acai bowl is pretty good I've heard no. mixed reviews about the oh. acai bowls. Maybe not. I, I it's you maybe like I got it? a bad one. I don't know. I've heard mixed things. I know people have told me it's good, and I've had people. I think I had it once—a spoonful of somebody else's. So maybe. Okay. Yeah, try to eat a whole one. Yeah, maybe not. It made me. We a need little nosh. <laughs> nosh. There's also we need more acai places in the Bay Area. Nectar closed down. The one here. Did. No way. In yeah. Mountain View. Yeah. I it's been closed that. since quarantine. I think oh. it's closed permanently now. And That's now what that I there's no like I, I don't know that. I know there's other ones, but Vitality Bowls. I've never been. It's not that good. Yeah. It's oh, not. we did go. We, we did went go. Once. Yeah. Um, bear bowls, but that's so expensive, yeah. and it's like eh. nectar need, was definitely the best one. Yeah, I think. I think so. We need a blue bowl. We oh I've never oh had my it. gosh blue bowl. If you're in SoCal, blue bowl is an incredible SE chain where literally all toppings are free. It's incredible. And it's such a good price, like $7 for like a really good sized bowl. And how do they do it? I don't know. I, my mom was just saying that. She was like, I don't know how they're able to price it at that, like at that cheap. Blue bowls? Bro, there's no S. I have to inform you. There's it's no. It's blue bowl? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, dear. Blue bowl is just, I, I can't even put into words how good it is. And the fact that it's like opening on all these campuses now. I you know. sent the article. If you're uc irvine uc san diego or a chapman student they're opening another one next to chapman coming near you coming <laughs> to everyone we should create a petition to open a blue bowl in the bay area i mean it works it's another great market it's a great market it makes so much money they the, could price no. it higher too the shiyuki <laughs> don't yeah, give them any what ideas bro, bro. About, dude? i would pay nine dollars if it meant that i could have it here Listen, would you not 
Yes. Yeah, nine dollars. But they don't need the yeah nine dollars is great. They don't need to know that. They don't need to know that. I just want to say, Blue Bowl, if you're listening. Even the three of us are enough to sustain. Yeah, your that's actually true. We will come. I've never had it, but I believe them. <laughs> no, you would. You would love it. Junior year, I lived a mile away from it, and I would walk like at least once a week just to do it. I literally walked. I a mile. don't blame you. It's genius. Yeah. Do they have like a stamp card? Do you yeah. Get oh, Sid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's it's ten bowls, and you get a free one. I have redeemed that three times. I'm so just think about thirty the... three bowls. So basically, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. they gave you twenty one dollars. Yeah. More than $21. Pretty much. Tax. Ta- no, I don't think that there's tax on... Because uh, food isn't yeah, taxed. No. Oh. Right? I, I just always... I feel like when you buy a food, it's never exactly <laughs> the number. Yeah, I know what you Maybe mean. Maybe I just don't I look. I think some places are taxed, but I know I, like... No, I have heard like groceries like, are not taxed. Trader Joe's isn't taxed unless yeah. you buy something that's like wine or whatever. Yeah. Maybe, uh, but restaurants are different. Oh, just Blue Bowl definitely, I remember, it's just $7 flat. Yeah, yeah. But Oh, yeah. So you could bring like literally. You could bring seven dollars in cash. You could. And it, it would be just Cold, exact change. Hard yes. cash. I, d- I feel like that wouldn't work. If I feel like every time I go, they're always like seven thirty three, and I'm like, <laughs> that is so accurate. Oh, now that I think about it, actually, Chipotle has a tax. Why is that? Okay, I don't know. I think with fast food, I think just groceries don't have tax. But bro, I do remember that it was seven dollars for Blue Bowl. Well, maybe maybe it's a SoCal thing. We'll do a bit of research on this. <sighs> And see, get back this to is you. why I'm saying it's confusing. It is confusing. Maybe if they come up here, there'll be a tax. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. There's probably. I feel a like tax. that can't be the rule. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way that's the rule. In our minds, that's the rule. Don't bring exact change. I don't have that's cash. I, I don't remember say. the last time I used cash. Sometimes you just have a few, few bucks. In the there. problem with cash, if I feel like I'm not actually spending money. This is this cash. is a thing. This is like a psychological yeah. thing. Because like my bank account doesn't yeah. change. For sure. No, you spend way but more with cash. you go to the ATM and take it out and then it, it But then in my change. head, like, it's a sunk cost. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, you're like, oh, well, I have $100 sitting here or $20 or whatever. Because, like, if I take out cash, it would, it would be, like, for the farmer's market or something where I need cash. Yeah. Then I have, like, $15 left over. Mm. In my head, those $15 are like, ooh, extra money. Like, <laughs> oh. what am I going to do? Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, it, no. To me, I'm like, I'm going to save no, those you're 15. smart. Yeah. I'm going to hold those dear I'm going to hold it dear, but I'm also like, hmm, it's a little special. <laughs> no, I, I'm with you on that. It definitely doesn't feel like you're spending money yeah. when you have cash. So, should we get into it? Yeah, get into it. Get into some really deep existential... Exi- exis- existential... Move on from the word, bro. <laughs> no, from it, it. Let it go. Continue. <laughs> okay. Um, Push through. Crises... Yeah, please don't make me have a crisis. No, during this episode. No, no, no. Uh, that's not that. That is our goal, actually. <laughs> We're trying to induce induce fear. Yeah, yeah. I don't like the word induce. I just want to put that out there. Why not? Does it, it just remind feels... you of giving birth? No. Yeah, it you're does. Your in- labor is being induced. Yeah. Okay. Inducted. Are you scared of that? Yuki, let's let's break it down. <laughs> Speaking of fear, I just <laughs> the word induce just makes me feel like I'm gonna do something that I don't want to do. Like, I'm being forced to do okay, something. Okay, well, we're not. Okay. That is true. It's always either, like, you're talking about a coma. Yeah. Labor. Something scary. Fear. That's very true. It yeah. has very a lot of negative connotations. Let's rebrand the okay. word induce. <laughs> talking a bit about uh, not being in tech, I guess. In Silicon Valley. In Silicon Valley. So, I guess the best way to kind of put what we really want to talk about with this episode is how the three of us are sort of trying to navigate you know graduation 
figuring out kind of our careers and all of that but at the same time with the pressure in the bay area um with kind of tech being literally everywhere how do you sort of carve a path where if tech isn't something that you necessarily want to do how do you sort of decide how you're going to make an impact outside of tech or you know what what other options are there for you when you feel like the only options to like feel like you're being successful here is coding or working for some big tech company of some kind and i think you guys would agree that that's kind of a main career path here yes yeah yeah i feel like we all three went to school knowing that like our paths we didn't know what they were but we knew Mm -hmm. they weren't like coding engineering Mm -hmm. math any of that stuff that like the bay is explicitly known for usually and we knew i think because of that our lives would be a little harder too yeah for sure right you definitely when you just make that decision you just know that like there are obstacles that wouldn't be there otherwise Mm -hmm. and then also like just like being female that's another thing that like Mm -hmm. is also a big obstacle for sure and i think i mean no shade on coding and being a computer science major we and love like that you if you're a coder you make the world go around yeah and it's <laughs> it's hard stuff i don't coding is very difficult we wouldn't be on this podcast on anchor spotify wherever you listen to your podcast if you didn't code it so thank yeah. you but um it almost feels like when somebody would say oh i'm studying comp sci or this and you kind of go oh well you're set like you're good mm-hmm. you know like you got a million job offers coming your way you know like good good on you like i'm so happy for you that you like enjoy doing that and you kind of think well shoot if only i liked coding like if only yeah yeah it's definitely a conversation that like we've had through and through is like what would our lives be like if we had this path that we knew we could take Mm -hmm. and that was like very clear like you do this and Mm -hmm. then like this is the result exactly it's kind of up in the air for us yeah and i know with some of our parents being software engineers and whatnot, it's sort of like, oh, well, if we decided to go into comp sci, we could maybe get some help in terms of connections yeah. or, you know, things like that. But taking a path where it's sort of no one's around you has has been in it before and it's sort of different than what you're surrounded by. Yeah, I feel like for me, like both my parents are computer scientists. They met at Xerox um, working. Mm-hmm. Shout out Xerox. Shout out Xerox, Powder Research Center. Like that's where they worked. Now they both work at Yahoo doing, I can't tell you exactly what they do, but something <laughs> with coding. what they're honestly. I don't know. My dad works for Yahoo Mail. I don't know. But anyway, um, yeah, I just felt like they just did not know what I was doing at all. Like, when I was younger, I wanted to, like, major, do journalism. They're like, yeah, you're not going to do that. Like, mm-hmm. and everyone I know is doing tech or something mm-hmm. like yeah. that. I'm trying to figure out, like, I so desperately knew that I just did not want to be in it. That I was, like, not rebelling, but I was, like, I'm going to do whatever I can not to be in yeah. coding. And I think you, you are, like, one of the people that I know that I feel like for as long as I've known you, you've known specifically what you want to do. Because, no, like, from a young age, like, you were always into journalism. Like, you you were part of, like, the school newspapers a lot. Like, Oracle and... You were mad famous. Bro. You were, Your dude. Articles, you were, dude. They a, were big. A journalistic uh, phenomenon. Only ones I read. Bro, that, thank you so much. I don't know. I just knew that it coding just wasn't for yeah. me and stuff like that. And same with... I have a twin brother, and he was just also, like... I mean, he did take a comp sci class at Gun, but he knew that that was, like, not what he was into. 
Um, I mean, now he's doing, like, data science stuff, so it's kind of mm-hmm. very in a similar realm. Like, he is doing some Python, so he kind yeah. of actually did yeah. did end up doing it. Yeah, yeah. But, like, with you right now, you, like, you're working for, like, a nonprofit right now, and that's pretty different, I would mm-hmm. say, than maybe the traditional path within this environment. And not only is that, I mean, super unique, but also you probably feel a lot more like you're making an impact in a way that's sort of outside of tech, too, because even though it might not be like a big uh, recognizable name, you're, the nonprofit is doing pretty cool work and it's not related to the tech sector. Yeah, and I mean, when I was applying for jobs and stuff like that, I definitely took two different routes. Like since I worked in like fundraising in college and stuff, like I was excited to work for a nonprofit where I could do fundraising development work. So I did apply for a lot of those jobs and I, I did also apply for tech companies mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, but I think that I'm really happy right now where I am. Um, like knowing that my work is actually making an impact and I can see that like especially during the pandemic I've like helped families um, find stuff they needed like cell phones and stuff I just think it's so tough being surrounded by so much of kind of one career type that you see again and again and trying as like a 22 newly 23 year old mm-hmm. by the way happy birthday thank you guys guys wish her a happy birthday so dm much. her follow her yuki reads yuki reads uh, um no i agree with that and it does kind of feel like sometimes i'm like oh like is my job like really a job like i know it's right. a job but mm-hmm. it's it just feels like it's like oh okay i work at a little nonprofit. like a thousand percent yeah like where yeah. my so my friends are like at apple my parents are at yahoo like it just feels like yeah yeah and also like i I worked in nonprofit too mm-hmm. and like sometimes when you tell people that they're kind of just like oh like there's judgment associated with yeah that. like and also like when people ask me what I do like well, since I graduated and stuff like that like I'll say I work at a nonprofit, and it's just like that feels like what I'm qualifying it as like rather than just like oh I have a job in like fundraising or like yeah. I work for a nonprofit. Yeah. like it just feels like a little different mm-hmm. yeah and a lot of times I feel like the connotation with that is like oh no money yeah like, <laughs> and it's just, <laughs> just not like, inaccurate but but it's also like it's not that like it's not like you're like stuck and you are totally like broke and like you can still it still works Mm -hmm. like you're just not gonna be you know yeah growing money (laughs) not gonna be renting an apartment sf and like getting a tesla anytime soon yeah right right so i think it's hard as you know a new grad sort of coming home because you know this is home Mm -hmm. and then also trying to figure out how do I try and distinguish myself potentially from what I feel like you know is the majority path in this environment and how do I sort of like what are the opportunities available to me if I don't want to for example code and I know that sounds silly but it's really true I I think you really do feel like you're either gonna a like you're not gonna get the same paycheck as somebody who's in that field and you know that's fine um it's not just about money, but it's a bit hard to then also figure out what can I do that's that's still impactful in a certain way or is looked upon with the same sort of uh, respect, like you were saying. Yeah, definitely. I mean, not that like image matters when you have a job and stuff like that, but when you're applying for jobs, you do kind of look at companies and you're like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Like, name recognition yeah. is a huge thing. Right. I mean, why do you think it's... And at the same time, okay... It's really hard to get jobs at these companies. I don't know. Oh, for sure. I don't know who they're hiring because it, it ain't it's not us. Ain't us. They're hiring their family. Yeah. Yeah. And friends. But I mean, ugh, I don't even know how to, how to articulate this, but like being surrounded by that and also, you know, you see all the tech companies and you're like, okay, but like they're not really going to hire me. I mm-hmm. feel like I'm surrounded in this environment where it, this is all it is and this is why so many people live here literally and this is why 
this area is this area, but what do I do when I can't participate in what makes Silicon Valley Silicon Valley? Like, I don't feel like I'm going to be able to contribute to that, A, because I don't really, it's not something that I gravitate towards, and B, I don't feel like I'm going to necessarily get hired anyway mm-hmm. uh, because of sort of, you know, I studied econ. Um, it's a pretty vague general major, and it's definitely on the, it's not a technical skill. So, you know, potentially my options are going to be a bit more limited in that scope. So how do I figure out my career and navigate kind of that aspect of my life being surrounded by all this? For me, I feel like that's been me sort of gravitating a bit more towards uh, either like creative industries or looking at sort of, I'm really into sort like health and wellness area. So that's something that I would love to sort of tap into a bit more in that field. But I mean, I just think it's interesting just having that in your head all the time when you're trying to think about a career, mm-hmm. when you're around an area that's so heavily career focused, but in a different direction that you like want to direct yourselves towards. Yeah. And it's hard because it's like, there are other industries in here. There are health and yeah. wellness companies. Yeah. Big here. yeah it's I huge mean, compared to like so many other places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another thing too about health is like, my dad who worked in healthcare would always like tell me like health is something that is never going to go away and that you're always going to need and it's just as important as like the next new gadget like even I mean especially now like Mm -hmm. it's proved like it's more important so even though like the rest of the world like it feels like the rest of your world isn't valuing it as much it's like it doesn't matter because Mm -hmm. there's such a thing as a powerful career but there's also such a thing as a meaningful career and when you amen you know <laughs> place so much weight on the former it's like it, it at the end of the day it's not going to matter because both are equally as important and when you find your place it will hopefully be like the where those two pieces come together yeah exactly and I think that's what this is all about it's like how do I find the meaningful career not the you know one that's sort of yeah the archetype of what we grew up what we grew up literally everybody you knew was you know somehow involved in yeah well I feel like for me it was a little bit different because that's true that's my dad was not in it I mean he is an engineer but he found his path in management consulting specifically in healthcare and so it was really nice to have someone whispering in my ear like you know, you're not going to have the easiest time, but it's important that you do what makes you happy. Shout out to my dad. Mm-hmm. Love you, dad. We love you, We love Edward. <laughs> um, no, but I think ever since I was young, I was told, you know, you're a people person and you're not a tech person and that's okay. And so that was really important to have people behind me that really supported that. 100%. That's not to say, like, when I went to college and even after college, I had regret, like, why can't I just like that? And it would be so, mm-hmm. so much easier if I just was able to, like, fit the mold and go that path. It, it was still hard, but I think the narrative now for a lot of young people is changing where it's okay and it's more accepted and, like, we're kind of slowly moving towards a place that, you know, there's more than just science yeah and it's like also at 22 if you don't know what 23 you 23 sorry (laughs) yeah it's okay if like your career right now doesn't feel like it's the most meaningful thing in the world but Mm -hmm. like I think it's more the message like Sid was saying it's okay that like if you don't want to go into tech or if you you're drawn to something you can't exactly explain why like go for it yeah Yeah. and this 
point in our lives too I feel like has taught us that we have to climb the ladder mm. like you're just <laughs> you're gonna have to do the the terrible horrible and bottom pay, of the, you know what it, it's, it's definitely not comparable to tech okay, but yeah and I think that's a great point because since none of us are kind of going down that path we all sit here and talk about all of our you know people that we know friends family who are going down that path and who you know we mentioned are getting compensated very differently than mm-hmm. we are getting compensated mm-hmm. and no shame no hate on that but it's just the fact of the way that the yeah. job industry works yeah and again that just really sucks because you're like just you know it's wh- just another reason to not do it yeah. yeah like why does society put less value on what i like compared to what someone else likes you know and that's a whole like whole thing but yeah. i think trying to navigate that in terms of dealing with that like pushback you yeah. know yeah. yeah and like in pa- just growing up in palo alto you know that all the houses that you see like You'll some never. people yeah You'll never yeah. yeah and they're tech money like they're money from tech like all the new houses and stuff um you just know that but yeah it's hard all the money's yeah. in tech for sure and yeah it- it's definitely an internal struggle like the pressure that we're we're talking about and then just wanting to do what we love and like feeling like there's something wrong with you because you can't make yourself like this or like even in our econ classes like there was one where we had to like try a bit of coding and I just immediately was like I could never (laughs) in my life this like is so hard for me yeah and we do know that there's we mentioned but there is more jobs than just coding in the Bay Area I mean the Bay Area is a very you know lucrative job market like there's a lot of jobs here okay but what's interesting is as we say that and we we know that to be the case it's it's even more pressure being you know coming back and saying okay well i know i'm in this area that is known for its jobs people move here from everywhere to work uh hence why it's so populated hence why it's so expensive yada 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 but why can't i get a job like why you know like why am i not getting hired why is it so difficult why and so i think all that kind of meshed together and then you think well the reason i must be having so much struggle is because i'm not doing computer science or like (laughs) like i'm not doing what you know the rest of the stuff is so much more niche that it's like almost more competitive in a way like you think in Mm -hmm. your head no i definitely agree i mean like looking at linkedin you see a job for marketing it's like 200 applicants already yeah crazy and it's like oh it's the entry-level associate position you know five to seven years experience and it's like (laughs) are you kidding like the entry level for this if i want to do what i actually like to do i have to be like 30 plus and have experience which i can't get like it's crazy and you're probably not going to be paid like at a level that you deserve i've literally reported jobs on linkedin because i've seen them and they're like no you can do that because it'll say like entry level and it'll be like four to five years of experience like and they'll say like this is an entry level position oh i remember one time i saw it it was like this is just not entry level. This is so discouraging to anyone. Yeah. Like it's oh, a good on you, grad. Yuki. Report. Those. I'm gonna start I think I was just that. frustrated. No, I mean you should. Like, there has to be some way. I get so frustrated sometimes because I'm like, you can't hold these big companies accountable for doing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And like, they're not gonna change because they know that there's so many people in our position that have no choices that have to apply to these even if they have no shot and like they'll have their pick of anybody that they could ever want i don't know my question is like what are these companies looking for too like i get it since they're in the bay area they can have their pick of like the cream of the crop like i'm sure there are some like super talented people but it's hard to like 
if you're entry level, how do you get a chance to break into that industry? Yeah, hundred percent. And I think in this day and age too, with you know, you have social media, you have all all these you hear about you know everything that's going on in the world, you hear about all these people that are doing like really crazy cool things and really making an impact in their lives and being, you know, very active for like certain issues, whether that be social issues or movements and things like that. And you almost feel as if I'm here, I'm like young what am i doing to like contribute to the world in that way i see these people putting like so much effort into raising awareness for something or you know like you're working for a nonprofit, which is really cool and kind of doing that but i think that's also another factor when you're thinking about your career and making it meaningful it's like well what am i doing compared to all these people that i see every day online that are like so such activists and you know there's such a push on social reform Mm -hmm. and how can I, how do I contribute to that without feeling like, oh, I'm just like working a nine to five and you know, what's, it's like another thing you have to navigate within the whole arena of figuring out what you're going to do for the rest of your life. Yeah. There's pressure to do more, like have side hustles or just like have some sort of passion rather yeah. than just your nine to five, which is like already exhausting and it, it should be enough. But like, I think you just have to find what's meaningful for you. Like for me, like I think growing up in the Bay area, mental health was something that was super important, which is why I chose to work at a nonprofit that offers mental health services and that's its focus but like i don't know no that's exactly and i think that's the the ideal right it's finding that intersection of Mm -hmm. passion and your skills and (laughs) like that industry that you really want to want to work in and that's kind of the the end game right like the whole goal yeah and i mean i would be i would be lying if i said i wouldn't be interested in working in like a bigger instagram or something like a bigger Mm -hmm. yeah definitely like but I mean, there are other paths too. Like if you're like, you want to work for a nonprofit, but also maybe later on you want to, you need to make a living or something yeah. like that. Yeah. But what I was going to say is like corporate social responsibility, like helping bigger companies decide where they want to give their money to charities and stuff like that is like yeah. that's a, cool a whole another sector. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's mm-hmm. like another thing. It's almost all about these intersections, isn't mm-hmm. it? Like where can I still be relevant and feel like I'm working for these cool companies that you know in their own right you know yeah they're tech whatever they're still doing big things and Mm -hmm. how do i find that intersection though with maybe a more more interesting to Mm -hmm. me at the end of the day like is it interesting Mm -hmm. to you you know and i think that like what you said of course if if facebook came (laughs) over here and they handed us all offer letters (laughs) we're not gonna be like no actually we don't want that yeah but that's almost because you feel like you you have to right like what are you going to do if you don't accept that and it's almost as if that has to be your jumping off point Mm -hmm. right yeah you have to make a tough choice of like do i want to do the social good thing or do i want to make ends meet yeah Yeah. which sucks it sucks and even in the bay area which is where like one of the wealthiest places in the world i mean like i've been able to do that i obviously have help like Mm -hmm. i wouldn't be able to live on my own yeah yeah in this position but it's yeah it's and i feel like most of the people i meet that are like doing something full-time that's like either volunteering or doing something that's like really impactful and like really cool like they're retired and they've already had their (laughs) their tech career yeah and it's like it's so hard like do i have to work you know 30 plus years to get to that point where I get to make a difference like in the way and volume that they do yeah it's almost you you feel like if you want to be doing stuff where you can it's almost like a tangible difference right like if you work for I don't mean to keep coming back you Yuki but you work for a nonprofit. (laughs) but a big fan I'm a big fan um you can see it's almost like a tangible right like you give someone 
a cell phone, mm-hmm. right? And that's like an immediate reward for you. Like you see the difference you're making mm-hmm. then and there. Whereas if you do maybe a job that's more sort of, I don't know, like right now, for example, I'm a, like a research analyst and it's, you know, it's a great starting off point, but I don't see the difference I make day to day. For me, right. I'm just doing my tasks mm-hmm. and I'm using SQL or like doing something mm-hmm. that's like, I'll think at the end of the day, you know, yeah, okay, it's a good learning experience. I'm learning new skills, but is this changing any, like, am I going to feel, I don't see that tangible meaning in mm-hmm. what I'm doing. You know what I mean? And I think that's a huge sorry Sydney crisis (laughs) I'm out yeah that people go through day to day I mean that's not it doesn't even matter how old you are that's just a universal thing but it's so daunting starting your career wanting that and just not knowing how to achieve it yeah it's very discouraging oh it's It's really hard but I feel like you know that crisis yes (laughs) trigger word we should come up with a code word (laughs) i know that's something that i really struggled with and like the only way i can kind of rationalize it and that's helped me was being like okay i'm not going to be able to full-time just like be a volunteer and like do something really cool um but i can like choose where i work and the projects that i do exactly that are meaningful in some way and like samar said not maybe not directly but in some way help someone else and so every time like even if it's just applying for a job i always look at like they're what are they doing for social good and like how are they making contributions other than like the lucrative work that they do 100 percent. yeah it's it's just that kind of thought process of wanting to do something super meaningful and like for other humans too is sort of made me rethink totally like i mentioned to you guys for a period of time i was even saying to myself oh well maybe you should go back to school and think about becoming a nutritionist or a dietitian or something where you can help people and you're passionate about that and maybe you know with the knowledge the right set of tools you can work with people day to day who you know help them in like that health change sector yeah but then you know it's sort of you're like okay well that's you know like a huge Mm -hmm. commitment and you know maybe that's not really maybe i'm stretching a little too far but so then finding that again that intersection of okay i know i like that sort of space but maybe i don't really want to go like take chemistry right now so maybe you know finding that industry that's a different industry than maybe what i'm surrounded by but i know that at least that company in that space you know at the end of the day that's what they're contributing to and even if i'm lower on the totem pole and i don't necessarily see that every day just knowing that the values of that Mm -hmm. company is what i align my values with yeah and you know that even if you're not the one to like be telling them how to give them giving them a diet or something like that you're still making a difference because the work that you're doing is contributing like companies take like a lot of inner workings a lot of people to to help that i mean companies have to run somehow you know all these cool companies that are doing their whole mission is to for a certain maybe social issue or just a you know whatever it may be yeah and I mean even like at my nonprofit, like there are people we have a finance team we have an yeah. HR team and so even if like your role doesn't intersect with like donors or clients at all like you're literally running the numbers or something like that you still know that like the work that you're doing is contributing as a whole to like 100%. And it doesn't have to be a nonprofit. even like Sid said like if you look at like the social good section of a company's website or something like mm-hmm. that and just find out like you agree with like the way that they're like positioning themselves i don't know yeah. i think it's still important and also like i said before if you're 22 23 you don't have to have it all figured out like we it's, don't it's such a hard thing to balance too you're like okay i want to do xyz i want to do this and it's like okay how do i do that like i just graduated from college yeah. 
And so much of this journey, like for us three, has been like leaning on each other and being like, you're in this with me, right? <laughs> yeah. Like you feel the same way. Yeah. Or just ranting about yeah. feeling like you're going nowhere, you know. It's just a whole thing. And I think anybody can relate to sort of that transition, that mm-hmm. funky transition period. Yeah. Applying to 50 jobs, making oh, a spreadsheet of all the jobs you applied for. <laughs> Doing oh, like <laughs> 15 phone interviews and <sighs> never hearing back. Right? And you're like, okay, can I? I just, you guys, I would kill to just hear what other people are saying on phone interviews. I, ju- I just want to know. <laughs> because I feel like the, the questions they ask on phone interviews, this is a bit of a tangent, they're so standard almost. And you're like, how are they distinguishing? Isn't like- it usually a phone screen though? Like as long as you don't yeah. say like, I am a criminal or like, I, well, like I'm like i bad with people. Like they're- I've had both. Oh, I've never had, I've had like just phone screens to get to the interviews. I've never oh, been like I've denied had a phone. I've had a phone. Yeah. Yeah. I've, had, I've oh. been denied then and there, but then they'll like email and say, we've decided not to let yeah. you move forward. And mm. you're like, I just like, what are these people? I just, I just know, I just want to know like how to improve my phone interviews. Oh yeah. Space, but. And like asking for feedback too. I literally went through all the rounds of this one interview and they said no and i was like okay that's totally fine but like what's your feedback for me like a normal and they were like as a policy we don't give yeah they don't they don't i um that's a that's abnormal to not give feedback isn't it i think they're just trying to save save themselves from any sort of if they say the wrong thing or like why they didn't hire you i I definitely think that other companies do that yeah so i think it is abnormal for them yeah i i was like i've seen so many like people that are like they said that you should be more confident or that you should they should give yeah Mm -hmm. and it's like that's so helpful that should be standard yeah and it's helpful for them too i mean like they acknowledge that you weren't a good fit for like their company their needs at the time so it's like i don't know they should want to help you another thing that i hate is like i get it they have so many applications but like sometimes like ghosting is like oh my god (sighs) ridiculous it's so annoying like just let me know man yeah or like their timelines are so off like since i graduated like last december i applied for jobs in like november and then like from may i heard back from a company they're yeah. like we've decided not to pursue and i, I was like i'm never gonna work for this company like you've already just like yeah, lost my yeah you're turned off by yeah, that exactly like, who wants to like apply to something they're really excited about and then hear back like six months later you forgot that you applied even. that's literally i was like okay that hurt they said no <laughs> i forgot that i even applied there yeah oh really it's a no yeah. six months later i'm shocked yeah. <laughs> thought i was just gonna show up and work for you guys <laughs> dude yeah that's the thing like the area in the industry can be a bit ruthless Mm -hmm. i mean because we said they there's so many people that want the job man they don't need to they have have so much power they don't need to be they can hire the best like and you know what good for them they should hire the best yeah why aren't we the best like where are the places that we are good fits yes i know and it's it's this idea of you need experience to get a first job but nobody wants to give you a job without experience yeah. right it's that like yeah that circle cycle. cyclical unemployment <laughs> Ooh. bringing it back i like that word yuki do you know what that is no <laughs> i can't explain is it just what you Pretty said sure like, i just want to know oh. i think cyclical oh. there's like different kinds of unemployment i think there's like seasonal unemployment there's like different types so i think cyclical is it's like there's like within with like the business like recession oh yes yes, oh. yes things like that it's okay, an I, mean, I it thought it was what a it fun word. Like. It's a cycle. Yeah. Do not, do not fact check me on that, guys. <laughs> Don't fact check Google her. it. If you take anything away, <laughs> just take my word for Google, it. Google tech word. Ooh. Buzzword. Buzzword. <laughs> hashtag. Hashtag it. You can make it trending. Work. Oh. How does it work? Bro, don't ask me. No, hashtag. Here's a little fun social media tip. Super unrelated. 
but if you're just hashtagging things like podcast hashtag apple hashtag things like that that have like 30 million uh, posts yeah. on it already like it's there's you, there's no point. no point you're wasting a hashtag because the whole point of using hashtags is that you want your post to show up on like the top hashtags thing mm. so you want to find one that has maybe like five hundred thousand or less or something like that five hundred thousand posts when you click on a hashtag it'll say how many posts oh, it has wow. but i don't understand how people like i don't follow any hashtags do people actually yeah follow i follow hashtags oh okay. some oh, people follow hashtags well i follow hashtags on my bookstagram account you can follow hashtags, you can follow hashtags. yeah you know that no. Yeah. I knew that, but I've never hashtags. done it before. Some people will like search up for things, but I think it's mostly Wait, like, hold on. Sorry. You follow a hashtag. So you follow a hashtag and it won't show you all the posts from that hashtag. It'll like so Instagram has some sort of algorithm yeah. where it will select a top post from that hashtag. And it'll be in your feed? Yeah, it'll be in my feed, which is which is what you want. That's cool. I mean it works well, whatever they do. Don't spam like I got blocked from Instagram for <gasps> and I couldn't post for a week. Why? No. Because like I was like going through a certain hashtag and I was just like liking and commenting on all of the pictures and stuff and I think I liked too fast oh they thought you were a computer yeah or they something? thought I was a bot That's dumb. <laughs> I literally couldn't post couldn't comment couldn't like couldn't do anything except post stories for a whole week that's rude Yuki you're too active on social media <laughs> I am tone it down bro but that's my contribution to the yes contribution to the tech world <laughs> there we go you're welcome instagram weekly yuki will be contributing to the tech world with a tech tip <laughs> yuki's tech tip yuki's tech tip and you're just you're just gonna like throw it into the episode yeah. you're not gonna know when it's gonna come it's not gonna be structured i might not even the whole thing you do yeah. i might not even know what the tech is the tip is ahead of time might you also may not it. know what the tech is i must not know what the tech is <laughs> qualified advice what is tech all right that's another episode. yeah <laughs> that we're not qualified, qualified. That we're not. To we can on. have guests on the podcast to talk about that We'd love to have love guests. that <laughs> apply to be on our podcast yeah. it's a very rigorous application process we might deny you but not tell you that we've denied you <laughs> we <laughs> might <laughs> ghost you you have to have five to seven years experience oh my god of podcasting how long have podcasts been popular for i personally started listening to podcasts i want to say my sophomore year of college yeah, but i feel they, like a few years ago they really blew up yeah i mean i think you find podcasts at a certain age in your life though so i don't know if it's maybe our parents listened to them before we started listening to yeah. them i don't think when i was 14 i was gonna put on a podcast but then spotify oh, for sure no <laughs> spotify when did spotify start well spotify was big in middle school too right? yeah icon tech word buzzword it, buzzword <laughs> hashtag it <laughs> spotify yeah so i don't know when podcasts started becoming a big a big phenomena on phenomena is that phenomenon. the phenomenon that's the plural no phenomenon is singular but podcasts. Oh. Well, I think you're talking about podcasts as a whole, like the concept yeah, of a podcast. That's singular. Okay. Multiple phenomena. Grammar is not my strong suit. Yeah. Is it not phenomena? No, because it's one <laughs> phenomenon. Yeah. Oh, right? oh I, I, I see what you're saying. I got yeah. a little nervous because I thought I was good at grammar, but then I didn't know that you took grammar class. You are now good I'm at grammar. Self -conscious. Well, it was like it wasn't like it was like AP style, which is like a different I'm um, still I didn't take that. I'm still nervous. Bro, you're good. It doesn't make me feel Bro, better, Bro, it's all Grammarly. Okay. Oh, I no, but I'm saying like AP style is like not AP advanced placement. It's like Associated Press. It's like mm. the grammar that you need for like journalism. writing for journalism and stuff like that. Like it's not just a you, general thing. You don't need that. So. Bro, LA you don't need 7. <laughs> APA. Bro. Chicago. Easy bib. Easy bib. Easy bib. I started my easy bib account in fifth grade and Same. I had every single project in there. We needed that stuff. Yeah. Man. We, uh, you needed the bibliography. Do you remember in middle school when they would make you do it by hand and they had those half sheets and you would have to fill out each blank? I do not remember. No. Really? I don't remember that. 
I still so what feel a, pain what from having to take those. What a waste of your time. That and That's true. And then there was a little box where you had to write, like, what you took out and, like, all of the quotes. Okay. Really? You guys don't remember this? Come no, on. I don't. I didn't participate I in time-wasting activities. <laughs> it, it was a time-wasting activity. I didn't want to, but I had to. All right, folks. Let's let's wrap this guy up. Some Any takeaway points that we want to leave our audience with? Takeaway, we're all in this together. Take away, uh, you know, reflecting as young chicks. I hate that no. word. No. That was disgusting. Take young, it back. Uh, girls, gals. gals. Young women. Females. Young women. Females in on it. Young women. Young women. Young women. As young women in Silicon Valley, trying to navigate our lives, what feels like the start of our lives in many ways. Yes. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. Yeah. The start of our adult lives. <laughs> the start of our careers. Yeah. Uh, in a way where we can find some way that we're making an impact. It's meaningful, yet it's not the conventional, per se, path. And also sort of not even knowing how to break into the conventional path, either based on sort of our tool set and mm-hmm. our um, yeah. We're learning as we go. Yeah. So, you know, I just, it's, if you live in the Bay Area or if, even if you don't, you know, it's kind of a this idea of finding your ideal career and this is just our kind of story being where we're from Mm -hmm. and hopefully it was sort of enjoyed listening or it was insightful in some way yeah our dms are always open if you feel like you want to rant about this or want to talk please we would love to rant we love a good rant we love a good rant a good tangent comment dm leave us a review i was gonna say we are on apple podcasts guys please give us five stars (laughs) only five stars the four star it's broken it won't work yeah i have to click the five we already tested it yeah they, the techniques if it's that. anything less than five stars let us know why you have beef with us <laughs> yeah and what that's about and yeah. as always give us a listen give us a follow on our social media at valley girls pod and enjoy it yeah thanks for listening guys thanks guys see you later bye, bye.